Thanks for joining us here at Temple Baptist Church in Centralia, Illinois, where we are a community of people who are not perfect and don't pretend to be. If you would like to see other resources or learn more about our ministry, check out www.tbccentralia.com. Our hope and prayer is that through the following message, you are encouraged, blessed, and inspired to meet the Lord in a powerful way. And so today I want to continue in our series, Good to Great, Taking Any Relationship to the Next Level. And I want you to understand that you are free in whatever relationship to be able to improve that. And we can do this through the promises that God's Word shares with us. I mean, think about this. Last Sunday, I introduced to you the concept about gratitude and how that all throughout Scripture we see this. And specifically, I use the verse Colossians 3.15 where it says, and be thankful. You know, that's a, a hard proposition sometimes. And I would uh, uh, encourage you to, if you have not, uh, go back and look at the Facebook Live I did on Monday, going deeper in this concept about gratitude. And, and, and I went through seven core competencies. And, and I would encourage you to go there to take an inventory of those seven core competencies in your life Take an inventory of those seven core competencies in your relationships. And if you improve each of those core competencies, you'll find out that your relationships improve. You'll find out that uh, you are um, much more likely to have a good or better relationship. Now, you may not have heard of the term core competencies. Think about it this way. The seven secrets. All right? The seven secrets to a good or great relationship. And so I encourage you to go back and watch that from on Monday night. On Wednesday night, on our church-wide Zoom call, uh, I practiced the um, finding your blessings skill. Now, this is a very simple skill, but it's a very powerful skill. And, and it was fun to go and listen to the blessings that each of um, our, our different uh, members had recognized and how that it impacted them and what it meant in their lives. Well... Let's talk about good to great. Let's talk about taking any relationship to the next level. And this week, I want to talk to you about the topic, stinking thinking. Now, um, I've shared with you that all of you deserve to go up and print up a diploma that says master's degree in negativity. You need to print this up. You need to put it in your office. You need to display it prominently because the reality is that we all have an innate ability. We all have a gifting in finding negative in our lives. You know, Jesus addressed this to the religious leaders of his time, and he did this in the book of Mark, chapter 7, and specifically in verse 13. Um, and I'm just going to uh, recapture what he said. I would encourage you to go back and read that. I'm going to talk a little bit about it today. And where, what he said in Mark 7, 13 was this, that you have taken the traditions of men and you've made the word of God of no effect. Maybe your translation says void. Well, I think that that is the stinking thinking that I'm referring to. Jesus was calling the, the religious leaders. He says, your bad thinking resulted in traditions that made the word of God of no effect. Well, we, we're doing that today. 2,000 years later, in 2020, you can see some stinking thinking going on in the church. 
Now you're saying, well, we're not in the church right now. I'm in the church body. And I'll bet that many people are struggling with online church. Here we are eight or nine weeks into this, not having uh, the ability to go and worship in the, the worship center. And I think that you're going to find out that the way that you approach this is going to either be one of blessing or it's going to be one that holds you back, one that makes the word of God of no effect. You know, it's really not about walking through those doors. It's not about getting dressed up for church. It's not about sitting in a pew or in a chair inside the worship center. What it's really about is our heart. It, what it's really about is where are we in our mind. Because you know what? I'll bet you've come to church, come through those doors, dressed up, carried the Bible, sat down in the pews, and probably didn't get anything from a message. I, I would be surprised if many of you are watching these online services and aren't getting distracted by something. Maybe the dog's chewing your shoe or maybe one of the kids uh, is putting a... a a knife into the, a, a wall socket or into a toaster and, you know, blow something up. Maybe you're just being distracted by things that are happening. Maybe you're being distracted by other things that you're thinking about, that you're worrying about in your life. And so what happens is that stinking thinking will take the word of God and make it of no effect. I, I believe this is true in our Christian walk. When we allow this bad thinking to um, become prominent, when we allow that master's degree of negativity to, to become what we dwell on the most, our Christian walk is going to suffer. I don't know if you remember, but a few weeks ago I, I made this statement that behavior never lies. Your behavior always tells the truth. It tells what you're thinking about. It tells what you're focused on. And what I'm going to uh, teach this week and throughout the rest of this series is that our thoughts, what we're thinking about, drives our behaviors. Our behaviors are what Jesus called traditions. And so our thoughts will drive behaviors, will drive traditions, and I'm telling you that your traditions, your behaviors never lie. They always reveal what you're thinking about. And many of our traditions are holding back the word of God in our life. And so I don't think you want that, and I certainly don't want that in my life. So I want to share with you from Scripture how that God has, has demonstrated to us um, this concept. So if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Proverbs, chapter 23 and verse 7. Now, this verse that I'm going to read to you is out of the King James Version and, um, and I picked this version for a specific reason because of the way that it's worded here. And then I'm going to share with you another version uh, of the same verse and how it seems to say something different, but it, it really doesn't. And, and I'll explain that to you. Proverbs 23, 7 says it this way. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. I don't know if you realize this, but the average human, all right, the average human has between 27,000 and 50,000 thoughts per day. Now, some of you are above average, and, and you get up into the 80s and 90,000 thoughts per day. But this is what the, the scientists, this is what they've demonstrated to us, that we have between 27,000 and 50,000 thoughts per day. And if it's true, if, 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 if the statement that I made is accurate, that all of us have a master's degree in negativity the vast majority of those 27,000 to 50,000 thoughts are negative. 
Matter of fact, I think about this. Guys, I'm going to rat us out, but we're driving down the road, and our significant other, our wife is sitting there right beside us, and they look over at us, and they ask this question. Honey, what are you thinking about? And we all give the same answer. I don't know if this is in our DNA. I don't know if uh, this is what our, our fathers trained us in our subconscious, but we all give the same answer. Nothing. And I just want to, you know, let you all know that, wives, if you were to uh, put an EKG leads on your husband at that very moment while they're driving down the, the road and you ask, what are you thinking about? And they say nothing. I promise you that's not true. I promise you that there is actually activity going on in their brain. And it's beyond just what's happening in front of them in the road, in front of us. See, if we were to finish the sentence, what we would say is nothing that I want to talk to you about right now. Now, we don't want to say it that way because if we do, you might hit us, you might slap us, or you might not talk to us for a month. But the reality is this, that all of us, men and women, have between 27,000 and 50,000 thoughts a day. And the vast majority of those are not good. You know, I shared with you Mark seven thirteen, where Jesus told the religious leaders that um, their traditions make null and void the word of God. Well, if you just go a few verses before that in verse 6, he, he addresses it this way. He says that you honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. And I want to share with you that when the Bible uses the word heart, um, it corresponds with our mind. And so what Jesus was saying is that you say that you love me. You say good things about me. You say good things about God, but yet your heart, your true intention is far from me. Well, let me share with you another um, version of Proverbs 23 and verse 7. And and actually, this would be verse 6 and 7. If you don't use this tool, there's there's two um, Bible uh, uh, tools that I use uh, exclusively. One is a version, And so you've heard me talk about version. It's a free app. It's uh, a life church out in Oklahoma put this together. They fund this. It's incredible. Great resource. They've got one for children. I encourage you to use that. The second tool that I use is called BibleGateway.com. This is um, phenomenal. I just love the way that, uh, that they've brought this uh, together. I don't know who's responsible for it, but whoever it is, thank you. It's a great resource. I encourage you to use this as well. And here on um, um, BibleGateway.com, Proverbs 23, 6 and 7 from the English Standard Version reads this way. It says, do not eat the bread of a man who is stingy. Do not desire his delicacies, for he is like one who is inwardly calculating. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. That's what Jesus was saying to the Pharisees. You, you say things but your heart is far from me. Your traditions look like you love God, but they make the word of God of no effect. They make it void. And I'm here to tell you that because of our stinking thinking, we're just like this stingy person described here in Proverbs 23. And that we say things to our wives, we say things to our husbands, our children, our brothers, our sisters, family members, friends, co-workers. We say things. And yet our heart means our intentions are very different. That's what I refer to as stinking thinking. You know, I've been, um, what if we replace that? Do not eat the bread of a man who is angry. 
Why? Because he may say, you know, it's okay, but his heart's far from you. Maybe we read it this way. Do not eat the bread of a man who is jealous. You know, that word stingy is really, it's a synonym for jealousy or angry. You can do this with all of those different thought patterns that we have. Thoughts of loss, thoughts of danger, thoughts of our rights being violated, stingy, jealous, anger, or thoughts of hurt, that you hurt somebody else or that somebody hurts you. And what you'll find out is that they're saying one thing, but they mean another. Let me just bring this down to you. You're saying one thing, and yet you really inside mean something totally different. If you look there at the bottom on um, the Bible Gateway uh, page for Proverbs 23.6, it it describes here in verse 7, it it gives it another wording. It says, for as he calculates in his soul. Next week, I'm going to talk about the soul and and, uh, go in, in depth about that. But, I mean, this is for as a man thinks, so is he. So if you find yourself caught in this stinking thinking, you're always going to get bad results. You're going to be frustrated through that. You're going to live out Einstein's theory of insanity, and that is um, you try something, uh, do the same thing over and over again, but you expect to get a different result. Same thing is true for our thinking and our walk with Christ. So the Bible doesn't leave us hanging there. It doesn't just tell us that in Proverbs 23 and verse 7 that, you know, as you think and then just leaves it. If you go with me to the New Testament in, in the book of Philippians in chapter 4 and verse 8, that the, uh, Philippians 4, 8 finishes this way. It says, think on these things. So if you want to overcome stinking thinking, here is the solution. Think on these things. What are the things that we should think on? Well, let's read the, the verse itself. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, Whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever tried to think about what you're thinking about? I mean, it's hard, isn't it? I mean, someone tells you as a child, you know, you go sit on that chair and you think about what you just did. Do we really think about what we just did? I mean, I didn't. I was thinking about when am I going to get out of this chair? Uh, When can I go back outside and play with my friends? I don't think that it really changes when we're in our 20s or 30s or 40s or in our 50s or even older. It's hard for us to just think about things. And so uh, one of the things that I want to introduce to you is uh, skills through this series, Good to Great. And really that's what I'm doing on Monday night is I go a little bit deeper, but then I introduce to you a skill that will help you change the way that you're thinking. I don't just tell you, think differently. I don't just tell you, be more optimistic. I don't just tell you, live a life of gratitude. I demonstrate and I show you how to do that. Well, here in Philippians 4.8 where it says, whatever is true, you know, if, if you really do have a master's degree in negativity, those 27,000 to 50,000 thoughts probably aren't on true things. Instead, you may be thinking about the opposite of all of these things. Whereas uh, if you're not thinking about what's true, you're thinking about what's untrue or you're thinking about lies. If you're not thinking about what's honorable, you're thinking about what's dishonorable. If you find yourself not thinking about what's just, you fall into the trap of thinking about things that are unjust. 
If you don't think about what's pure, you may find yourself thinking about those things that are evil. If you're not thinking about that which is lovely or leads to loving actions, you're probably thinking about things that are unloving or hateful. If you're not thinking about those things that are commendable, those things that build up. You know, a lot of times uh, someone will tell me that, um, you know, they're going to give constructive criticism. They don't understand why people don't like constructive criticism. Well, I'll tell you why. It's because it's still criticism. And so when we are thinking about that constructive criticism, it probably doesn't build up a relationship. If you come back in, in four weeks, I'm going to share with you how the words that we speak impact people. And I'm going to show you how that you can get so far beyond constructive criticism and you can help those that are in your life and build them up in such a way that, that radically transforms their lives. Well, Philippians 4.8 continues to go on. It says, if there is any excellence and if there is anything that's praiseworthy, think on these things. Now, last week I gave you four different examples of a skill to do. And, you know, one was to, have, to write a gratitude letter. The other was to write a gratitude journal. The, another was a gratitude story. And then finally, uh, on Monday night, I shared this concept called finding your blessings. On Wednesday night, we practiced that. And, and I just want to tell you, if you didn't find yourself doing any of those four things, the likelihood that you were generating and building up hope and optimism and gratitude in your life probably is not happening. Why? Because most of us struggle with thinking on whatever is true, honorable, just, pure. But when you start writing these, these tools, you'll find out that it just draws you to what's true. It draws you to what's honorable and just and pure, what's commendable, what's lovely. Well, you know where it says that if there's anything excellent, if there's anything praiseworthy, whenever I read this verse, I think about people who are early in their dating relationships. I mean, they see nothing but the best in the other person. If, if you tell them, oh, you know, come on, man, have you seen those ears? Those ears, I mean, they go straight to the book of Song of Solomon's, and they talk about how the ears are like the goats of Goshen. Or um, if you, you mention something that is uh, bad about their personality, you go, no, but that's what I love about them. Fast forward five years, 10 years, 15 years into that relationship, and those very things that, that we, fought, we looked at as excellence, as worthy of praise, are the very things that drive us crazy. Same thing's true in your family. You know, if, if you, you don't look at the things that are excellent about your children or about your uh, brothers and sisters, you'll find yourself being very critical. You'll find yourself finding everything that's wrong about them. And you'll find yourself looking in, at other families and thinking that they are in a better situation. But I want you to understand that Philippians 4.8 says, think about these things. And when it uses the word think, it's really a strong word of think. It, it's a word that means to mull over, to, to regurgitate this. We use the word meditate. Do you find yourself thinking over and over again about that, what is true, about the honorable, about the things that lead to loving actions, regurgitating over and over again those things that are excellent, those things that are worthy of praise. When the lights go off, 
when no one's around and you're sitting on the couch, do you find yourself thinking about something different? Do you find yourself going back to stinking thinking? Well, you know, Philippians 4.8 doesn't just tell us to do something. It goes further. And, and in the next verse in Philippians 4.9, it says it this way. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. All right. Learned. Received. Heard. And seen. These are all good things. These are incredible things. It's not enough. And at the, the second half of Philippians 4.9 says this. Practice these things. That's the whole reason why on Monday night at 7 p.m. I'm doing another, a Facebook Live and I'm digging deeper and I'm, I'm taking this and I'm pulling this apart and I'm demonstrating and I'm showing you skills on how that you can practice these things. I didn't just tell you that you need to have gratitude. I didn't just give you scientific literature that supports what the Bible has told us for thousands of years. I gave you a skill, finding blessings. And it's named finding blessings for that very reason. Is sometimes you got to look. They're right there in front of you, but you just walk past them left and right and don't even think about it. And yet it's right there, even in the worst of times. Tomorrow I'm going to introduce to you another skill. And I hope that you join me on, at 7 p.m. on Monday night and find out another skill that will help you, will, will help you think on these things, to practice these things. So when Jesus said, you honor me with your lips, your traditions, but your heart, your thinking is far from me, you make the word of God void. I don't want you to make that same mistake. I don't want you to fall into that stinking thinking. I want you to be able to live out Philippians 4, 8, one of the most powerful verses that, that we know. You know, there's another powerful verse, one of the most quoted verses out of Philippians chapter 4. It's verse 13, and it says this. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. But I just want you to know, you'll never get to the point where you can say and where you can live out, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me, until you can live out Philippians 4.8 and think about these things that are good and true and honorable and just and lovely. Until you can do what Philippians 4.9 says, practice these things. Well, I hope that you understand that um, stinking thinking is real. It is something that most of us struggle with. And remember, remember, thoughts drive behaviors. Thoughts result in traditions. And so while you may not be a Pharisee, and, and, and I'm certainly not Jesus, I'm here to tell you that your thoughts are leading to behaviors that are making the word of God of no effect. You read God's word. You read Proverbs 4.13. And yet you tell yourself. You know I, I can do all things through Christ. And then you turn around and you spend 11 hours thinking about why. All the reasons why you can't do all things. You read Philippians 4.8 and 4.9. And it, it gives you this list. But yet you never ever write out the things that are true. You never ever write out the things that are worthy and just and honorable. You're going to struggle. You don't have to. You know, many of you are watching this today, and a lot of this is just foreign to you. You know, and, and I just want you to know this is not just some kind of self-help talk. 
The, the Bible tells us that the word of God is quick and powerful. And it tells us that it divides the spirit from the soul. Many of you have never experienced that. And, and I just want to close with this thought for you. And that is, go to our website, tbccentralia.com slash next. And if you go there, you are going to learn about some next steps all of us have. And the most important, the one that every one of us that are listening needs to get and, and know this. It's the first step of get in. And I, I challenge you, read through that and allow the word of God to speak to your heart. You can reach out to me. You can reach out to one of our pastors that are there with you in the group. Reach out to somebody here in our church. Reach out to somebody you know that is a Christ follower and allow them to help you understand the word. Allow you to understand how you can establish a relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, we are going to close right now, and I do hope that you join me tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Um, and, and the great thing about technology is if you're busy, if you're working, it's okay. It'll be online right after that. It'll be there forever. If you go to the, the website, tbccentralia.com slash Monday, you'll find all the resources. You'll find videos from the previous weeks. You'll find things that you can download that help you practice these skills. We put a lot out there on our website, and I hope that you take us up on that, that you go and you check these uh, resources out because they are 24-7, 365. Well, uh, now we get a chance to, to praise God, to raise a new hallelujah. You know, it doesn't matter. If you came into this message, wherever you're sitting, whatever was on your heart, and you find yourself struggling, stinking thinking, I want... Join us right now as we go to our Heavenly Father in praise and just lift up your voice. Let me pray and then we'll go straight to the song. God, I ask you, Lord, that you would just speak to the hearts, that you speak to the men and women, the, the teenagers, the children. Lord, allow your Holy Spirit to come into their lives and overwhelm them. God, let them see that they don't have to be trapped in stinking thinking. That, God, they can embrace Philippians 4, 8, and 9. And they can experience the peace that you promised. Be with us now as we go into praise and worship. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life, and we would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, simply go to www.tbccentralia.com forward slash next. You see, here at TBCC, it's our mission to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ who walk by faith and not by sight.